the heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today. Guys, it's, it's glad to be back. I missed you guys last week. We missed you, Sam. Robbie, thank you for letting me believe that. That really that was the party to... line, right? We were all supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, and I threw it out there. That was a big softball hoping to make you help me but feel good. Let me just say that... Uh, Robbie hosted last week. We really missed you, Sam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, it's, it's great to be back amongst you guys. And on the, the lead-in to our show, it talks about being on a quest. And so I think if you ask guys, you know, what's a quest that men all know about? A lot of times it revolves around a female, right? And you see it in all the movies. You see it and hear it in all the songs. And so we're going to talk a little bit about it, but in a way that you might not expect. We've talked on this show in the past about understanding the woman's heart. Robbie, we've talked about that a couple times, right? Many times. And Dennis, the question I have for you, does understanding equal, I really know what to do with it? No. (laughs) In a word, no. I can have a knowledge of how a car works. I mean, I get it. I can read a book on it. I cannot put a car together or take it up. I could take it apart. Yeah. I just can't put it back together. And so there's this whole understanding of something, and then there's a practical application of what do I do with it, and how do I... How do I um, enter into that? So in this quest of fighting for the female heart, we're going to talk about how do we really do that? How do we fight for the different females that come in and out of our life? And so as I talk with you, what, what are some of the females that are in your life on a, a routine basis? Well, for sure, my wife and my daughter, eight-year-old, and my wife is 40 minus one. I don't know if I should have said that. No, you should know that. That's uh, yeah. that's off topic. But, but I can say... <laughs> that it's the same for me when I go after their hearts um, that there's a John Eldridge says there's a question that every man and every woman asks themselves and for a woman it's do you see me do you find value in me am I captivating and that's what I do I try to answer those questions and and I pursue it that way to find value in them to to let them know I'm watching you I see you great job and that wow you just captivate me sometimes Vinny, a question for you. Now, you're at a, in a li- little different demographic than we are age-wise, and, and I mean that very respectfully, um, but you're in a location where there's several females around, and so you probably find yourself at times that you have your wife there, but there's also other females where you live, right? Of course. There's a bunch of them, but uh, the difference between me and you guys is that uh, I'm 84 years old, and you know, me and my wife, uh, you know, what is a joyful day for us is a good nap. <laughs> you know, without being interrupted or without the kids calling up and telling us uh, some kind of baloney. And I want to tell them, you guys don't have no idea what life is all about. You know, get to be our age and then you'll see that a good nap is very important. You know, and a nap, I mean. No other. Yeah. Yeah, you got it right. I'm tracking with you. I'm slow, but I'm not that slow. Uh, But for the record, you do look a lot better than Al, and he's so much your junior. Everybody looks better than Al. (laughs) Oh, I'm hurt. And, you know, he said one of the big differences was that he was 84-year-old. That's a big difference for me and Sam and Dennis, but that's not that big a difference for Robbie. It's not. It's close. Now, part of the challenge becomes – I cut Robbie off there because I know he wanted to say something. 
part of the challenge becomes, and you've heard it said, we don't necessarily speak the same language. Language Now, we can be both speaking English or, or French or whatever the actual linguistic part may be, Spanish, but it doesn't mean that we're communicating the same way. And so we're going to listen to a clip that one of the guys here, I won't mention who it was, found that it really helps us understand that. So let's listen to that and find out what part of the problem is. Hey, are you golfing today? Yeah. It's the second time this week. But you said it was fine. It is fine. It's perfectly fine. Are you confused by female behavior? Wish you had a translator to understand what she means? Well, you're in luck. Introducing the Manslater, a revolutionary device that translates woman language into simple man words. Finally, the power to know what she means. Okay, cool. Let me just check with my wife. Hey, babe, a tea time open up later. You mind if I go? Fine. If that's what you want to do. No go! Stay home! On second thought, I think I'll just stay here with you and watch The Notebook. Aww. How sweet. Thanks to the Manslater's patented FemLogic processing chip, now any man can decode statements like... Are you wearing that? You change! Now! Do you think she's pretty? You think she's prettier than me? Aww, you're such a good friend. Me never take you! I'll be ready in five minutes. Me ready 30 minutes! The Manslater can even be customized, with voices of real celebrities being impersonated. Like Yoda. In much trouble you are, do the doghouse go you. Or Mr. T. I pity the fool who leaves the toilet seat up. So get your man's later today. Clarity is just a phone call away. You need buy me. Now I'd like to tell you you could get that at maskunjourneyradio.org, <laughs> but we, we don't happen to carry that particular thing. We have lots of things there, but not that particular thing. And that would really help it, wouldn't it, Robbie? Yes, actually, when I listen to that clip, I think of my good friend Bob Young, who his quote, famous quote is, what I thought made me disqualified makes me uniquely qualified. <laughs> 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 and when it comes to understanding a lot of those things, because I've walked into many of the traps that you hear, and it's so slowly been you know, hit upside the head that it's interesting how God is walking you through this situation so that you can face the unknown with a little more knowledge. Right. And just like anything that you do in life, some days are better than others. You know, just because you're in the midst of the battle doesn't mean like you're always feeling like you're winning it. At that time, the important thing is that you're entering into the battle. You know, you said something at the beginning of the show that I thought was kind of funny. You said, I may not be, you know, have, have a manual to be qualified to take it apart, to fix it, to put it back together. Well, you know, I could take it apart pretty darn easily, the heart of a woman. Oh, I can disassemble that sucker quick. Yeah. It's putting it back together and keeping it running, purring. That's the real deal. Oh, absolutely. And, and we're going to touch back on that in the next next half of the show, which it's really going to bring that around because the enemy knows that. He yeah. knows that you can be a weapon for him. And, and so sometimes he utilizes that to the best of his ability. So, so the female hearts that you fight for in your life, they're, they're different for all of us. And some days it's different from day to day or moment to moment. You may be on the phone with your wife if you're married at one time and then your sister calls you know, 20 minutes later and it's a different issue and, and she needs you to enter in and fight in a different way. Or sometimes that revolves around your daughter, doesn't it, Dennis? And there's times that you know, only you can fight in certain ways for your daughter that no one else could. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And, and it's a... 
And it's important to to understand that, that we're not just talking about a relationship with your wife, that it can be with, with someone like a daughter and, and, and learning what ways to go after. And there are a lot of similarities because, again, we're talking about a female heart, a female's heart. Right. So, Absolutely. And you said something outside of here I'm actually mentioned because I, okay. I think it was really incredible the way you said it, that um, there are times in our life that we're going to fail at this, but it's mm-hmm. through those other relationships that God has you with that you actually can learn more about that female heart. Yeah. You know, you, you've told, said that you've learned so much from your daughter about the heart of a woman. Well, there's no doubt that God put her in your life for both of you to, to grow that way. Yeah, and sometimes you don't realize that when it's going on, and you think, uh, you know, I've struggled greatly with the fact that I had a failed marriage years ago, and it just came the other day when I was talking to my dad about some different things and realized that that has it hasn't been a case where I haven't been learning about that as it's going on. It just hasn't been with another woman in that a female in that regard. It's been with my own daughter, and I don't want anyone to take that the wrong way. It's just that. It, a female heart and learning how to to love her and to go after her heart uh i've had 23 years now of experience in that uh and it's a tremendous blessing we we have an absolutely wonderful clip coming up after the break here in a few minutes about the father's heart towards a daughter and so that'll help bring that point home but it is vital that as a a father we enter in there right because there's only things that we can do you know it's funny there have been times when my wife would tell me you need to go do this for your daughter and I would think, what? What's the big deal? She'd say, no, you need to do this for your daughter. And after a while, I realized my wife wasn't just telling me I had to do this for my daughter. It was important to my wife for a reason because it wasn't done for her. And so I, I agree with Dennis completely. When, when I learn about my daughter's heart, sometimes it's easier to understand her heart. But when you understand that, you have a greater insight into your wife's heart or a woman's heart. Great point. I'm going to play a really short clip here before we go into break and and in this story just to set it up it's about a lady it's called from letters to juliet and it's about a lady that has written an article that's going to become a book she doesn't know it yet but it's going to become a book and she's dating a guy that she said hey will you read this i really want your opinion and then later on we're going to hear a clip from the same movie from a guy that's not a romantic interest for her and i want you to see and compare and contrast how they each either fought for her heart or didn't So keep in mind, this is the boyfriend she's talking to about this article that means so much to her heart after she's already been told she's not good enough, and she really wants to know, is she good enough? So listen to how he handles her heart. I know. Yeah. Did you read it? Last night I I left it out for you to read. Uh, I don't need to. I mean, I know it's going to be great. Plus, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it when it comes out. That's what I prefer to buy. You know, I'm surprised, like, you know, like. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Go on, give us all. Yeah, very, very short clip, but it kind of speaks to the point, you know, Al, Dennis, one of you guys, did that guy, that guy fight for her heart at all there, or was he just kind of protecting his own? No, he was telling her which, you know, what he saw happening for her and who she was, so he was absolutely going after her heart. You might think that in that clip from that little bit, but if you go back and you listen to it about two or three more times, you really like get he was to, blowing her off. He was blowing her off because he didn't want her to know he didn't read it. He tried to say all those right things trying to get her to believe exactly what you said. But when you listen to it and you see his expression, which obviously can't on radio, yeah. you, you get to see that he was like, oh, oh no, I know it's going to be great. I'm just going to buy it when it comes out. That's how good I know it is. 
you know, see, I told you we had work to do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we call your daughter after the show and we <laughs> talk through that a little bit. Yeah. You know, for women, it's actions. They speak louder than words with a woman, with a woman's heart. At least for my wife, I can say, you look wonderful. I love you. It's great. But when I do something for her, she explodes in, smi- in a smile. And I think a lot of that is, is checking the motives in the mirror. What's the motivation behind what I'm doing? You know, obviously that's pretty clear when it's a father to daughter, it's a, you know, brother to sister. You know, typically those motivations are clear. They become a little bit more cloudy sometimes in a romantic situation. And so that's when looking in that mirror saying, am I really doing it for her heart or am I looking out for what's best for me? When we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about this. We're going to talk about how to enter into that more fully. We're going to listen to some more clips on, on how to do that and also talk a little bit more from our life, how God's helped lead us through that. Because this is a journey, guys. None of us have all the answers, but we know the one who does. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about that. Expensive medical bills. Company layoffs. Student loan payments I couldn't afford. Whatever your situation, an NFCC agency can help you find real solutions to get your finances back on track. Take the first step to sharpen your financial focus and call your local NFCC agency at 855 855- Sharpen. That's 855-374-2773. Or visit us online at sharpentoday.org. A public service message from the National Foundation for Credit Counseling and the Sharpen Alliance. It's important to protect your hearing. Your eardrums are tender, so keep them safe. It's simple. The audiologists at Listen to Your Buds offer two key tips when you're listening to music with earbuds and headphones. One, keep the volume down. A good guide is half volume. Number two, limit listening time. Give your hearing quiet breaks. Play the Turn Down the Volume animated music video game at www.listentoyourbuds.org forward slash game dot php. This message is brought to you by the American Speech Language Hearing Association. Okay, I know, Dennis, I know that that's really grating at you a little bit, but when you listen to that, and we really peel back those words, it's from the movie Robin Hood. You helped me understand that earlier. That was the love song from the Kevin Cosner, Robin Hood, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's a love song, but when you go back and you really read those words in that part of that verse, they're really pretty clear. He's telling this, this person, right? Now, this is a romantic interest in this case, but it's the same for all females, that look into your heart, you know, don't be afraid of who you are. Don't be afraid of this person that I see and trust my intent for you is good, that this is really about you and not about me, and it is worth fighting for. You are worth it. Now that kind of goes back to some of what you talked about. And, and so I was thinking about this song the other day when I was saying, okay, what are we going to do for bumper music? Because Dennis is usually the master of that. And I was thinking, well, let me see if I can think of one, which he probably would have done better. But in this particular one, it just kept coming to mind. And then I started thinking about why was this song so popular? Was it Brian Adams? Maybe, maybe not. But what made it so popular was 
the guy that's singing that, that, that narrative, the person, that's the guy that women want, and that's the guy that men want to be. That's why it was such a good, powerful song, was it spoke to their hearts in a different way, that the guy wants to be that guy, right, that has a motive for them, that his heart is pure, it's about them, and that's what the woman's heart wants. And so that's why I really love that, that music bumping. I don't know if I'll listen to the song again, but I did really like that from that standpoint and helped me understand that we want the same thing. We really, really do. Who doesn't want to be the knight in shining armor at some level? Little boys play the hero all the time. We're wired that way. God wired us that way. And, and so women look at that, and that's what they want from their man. And so it's, it's really, to me, it was pretty interesting to listen to. I'm going to go real quickly into a clip. Coming back from the, um, the movie Letters to Juliet, we talked in the last segment about a guy that was her boyfriend that uh, pretended as if he uh, cared enough to actually read what she'd written. And so there's this other guy in the movie that they don't get along at all. They're really at odds. You know how love stories go. They end up falling in love down the thing. So I ruined the movie for you. But at this point, they're not romantic in nature. They barely get along. And, and he finds this story and he reads it. And I want you to listen to how he talks to her. Now, at the very end of this, you're not going to know what happens, but she's, uh, he sticks ice cream under her nose. And so I want you to, that's what kind of happens at the end of it. Okay, that's enough. All right, that's enough. Sophie. That's enough. Your writing is really good. Thank you. No, it's really, really, really good. Why are you so surprised? How come you've never shown your work to anyone? I never feel like it's finished. Why? Because I guess I'm a perfectionist. You know, that's just another way of saying I'm a chicken. Listen, you've got nothing to be afraid of. You're not a fact checker, you're a writer. (laughs) (laughs) What was that for? I'm not a chicken. Mm. And I'm not a gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, when you listen to that, what's he doing to call out her heart there? He finds value in her. Mm-hmm. He's saying, hey, I see you and I see what you've done and I find value in it and a lot more value than you realize. He reminds her the truth and he, and he calls her out. I mean, he says, hey, you're being a chicken here. Yeah. Right. You can call it perfectionist, but you're being a chicken. Enter into the glory that God gave you. Now, Robbie, you talk very often about how we're called to help the people in our lives, especially our, our, our wife or our daughters, to, to help find their glory why is that important? Why is it important that we hear that in that clip? Yeah, that was one of my favorite things um, that I've learned through the ministry that we're involved in here is that every one of us reflects some unique part of God. And if you don't reflect it, then nobody else can. And so, as it were, the flowers of the valley, you know, you, you, your wife, your daughter, your grandmother, you know, they're a particular type of rose or whatever. And if we don't get that rose to bloom, then, then we don't all get to enjoy the bouquet. And so finding that and seeing that, and when I came back from the boot camp, I could see clearly my wife's love for parenting, for being a mom, and, and seeing that she loved kids. And so I started to encourage her to go, um, uh, you know, start in childcare. And you could just see that, man, she was in her element. This is what God had designed her to do, and the parents were going crazy, and the people in the and the child care were like, man, you are just a gifted to do this. And it was their glory. And to see all that happen for me, 
although I failed at so many things, uh, certainly with women over the years <laughs> in this particular situation, to see uh, God's glory being reflected there and then seeing the result um, was that, you know, she saw what she was gifted at, what God had, had given, and so that she could begin to seek him to get more of what that is. That's right. That's right. Guys, I'm really good at throwing you a curveball every once in a while, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to announce that there's a curveball coming a little bit later in the show. Uh, as we get towards the end of it, I want to ask you guys one point that you can give a man out there, just a, one point of how they enter into the battle, right? One thing to know, one thing not to do. So I'm going to throw that at you in a little bit, so be prepared, be thinking about it. And I'm going to take the pressure off of you because we're going to go to a clip, and we're going to talk about the love of a father and how a father fights for the heart of his daughter. Now, Dennis, in this clip, I want you to set it up for me, if you would. It's from Everybody Loves Raymond, which we love that show. Yeah. It has some real incredible truth in it, in the midst of a lot of humor. What's so? This is a clip that you really spoke to that you wanted us to have, and it's an awesome clip, but, but what spoke to you about it? We'll talk about it after the break, but set it up for us. Well, the character, Allie's, uh, is Ray's daughter, and uh, her hamster has died. And Ray, as dad, is having a really hard time understanding her emotions and feelings about this. And he even tries to replace the hamster with one that looks exactly like Pumpernickel. And that doesn't work out. He's not getting it at all. So finally, they, they all decide that they're going against, to, again, against his wishes, he goes out in the rain and he starts digging a grave for little Pumpernickel so that they can have a service, a funeral service, because one of the family members says, well, maybe that'll bring closure. And I want you to listen to what happens in in, in that, especially when, when a, after Allie has spoken and done her little eulogy part, uh, how Ray goes after his daughter's heart. Your turn, Daddy. Uh, um, I didn't uh, have much contact with... <laughs> I didn't know Pumpernickel very well. Uh, the only thing I remember is when we brought him back from the pet store and Allie wanted me to hold him, so I reached out to grab him and he bit me on the finger and it hurt. So Daddy said a bad word. But Allie picked up the pumpernickel and, and, and she showed me, showed me how to hold him. Like this. Right? I never noticed until just now how grown up you are. The way you were with your friend and what you said just now. You really, really seem grown up. I'm proud of you. Daddy? Can we get a rabbit tomorrow? Yeah, guys, whatever you want. Yeah! Rabbit, that's a bigger hole. <laughs> uh, you gotta love the humor of that, but there's so much great. truth in that clip. And, so Dennis, I'm going to ask you to speak a little bit to that. Why, why did that clip move you? Where did Raymond really do it right? How many there? hamsters did you kill in your lifetime? Uh, a couple probably. And I can remember my daughter at that age. Uh, my daughter loves animals. Uh, so it related so much to, to, to watching Taylor 
and how she was with animals. And I think that's kind of what he he saw. He saw that there was a maturing of her emotions and her and her love. And and when she he was talking about the friend, he saw that to Allie, the little pumpernickel was her friend. And he saw that in her heart amidst amidst all the things that were going on and all the jokes he was making and all he couldn't suddenly he, he sees something in her and he goes after that and and shares with her how much in the words he used was I, I noticed how much you've grown up and I'm really proud of you. And it's just such a tender moment in the midst of all that. And I think that to, to say that to her really spoke to her heart. Yeah. And then you could sit there and go, well, wait a minute. She just turned around and asked about a rabbit. But you know that it's still there. She still heard it. She still, she knows that dad is proud of her. Well, and that's what kids are going to do. Right. I mean, immediately after that, it's like Al was speaking earlier about you get to the to the heart of an eight-year-old and you go to that level. I mean, that's what they're going to do. They're going to turn around, oh, yeah. But see, that was significant, too, because it was kind of a passing that they'd had that moment and then life goes on. So that was pretty cool as well. And what you don't get to see from the clip is the, is the daggers. If you're watching the, the video from the wife who's like, oh no, there's going to be a rabbit down <laughs> the house. It's so quite funny on a lot of levels. But she, when he let himself be vulnerable, he was able to reach her on her level. Yeah. Right. When he, when he was able to risk saying, okay, I'm going to let down this manly exterior and let myself be vulnerable to my daughter then he really could embrace her in a proper way, yeah. right, emotionally. And, and so I'm going to throw that out there from my standpoint is you got to let down that whole manly mystique. Not that you're not going to be a man. It's more of a man to say, you know what, I'm going to enter in and let myself be vulnerable to you in the midst of it because it takes being vulnerable for other people to say, hey, I can be vulnerable with you because you trust me enough to do that for me. Mm-hmm. So, Al, what's one thing that you would give some advice on well, after I take off all the armor and have a, <laughs> a brat and a cup of joe, I would have to say that, you know, I had a problem over the last two weeks. I haven't seen my wife a lot and I was grumpy about it. And I realized I was, I was having a pity party. I was thinking about myself and what I wanted needed. And I needed to think about what she needed and to call out her beauty. Robbie, one quick, one thing real quick. Don't give up. Don't ever get up. Go back after him. Even after you think it's over, still go after him. Benny, one thing. As Robbie says, go after them. I wake up every morning seeing my wife as a beautiful 84-year-old woman. Awesome. Dennis. Listen, because her heart speaks. And don't be afraid to enter in. And like we said earlier, we don't have to have all the answers, because our Father does. And He'll lead us through that if we make ourselves first vulnerable to Him. And say, God, I need you here. I need you to help me understand how to fight this well, well, how to fight the way that you'd want me to fight, and how can I fight for her heart? Not for what I get, but for her. Thanks for listening.